Pray that Gene's makeup doesn't run and he keeps his tongue in his gob so as not to freak out the children <laughs> and any women over 80. Hey, Mike Brady, mate, up there, Kazali, every single year. Unbelievable. It's the best. They just wheel him out every year. <laughs> Do you reckon they'll wheel him out like Hannibal Lecter like in the next 40 years? he just come out on a fucking stretcher. Just cryogenically freeze him, mate. <laughs> over, under, proper. Hit me. Over, under, proper, rated. 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 Over, under, proper. Mike Brady singing up there Kazali every year. The uh, prop, proper, underrated, proper, the best. I think it's kind of underrated because it's sort of like, oh, yeah, whatever he does. it. I think the year that he dies or isn't there, it's going to be weird. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things, yeah. When he's not there, everyone go, hang on, where's Mike? What if he got a sore throat one year? What if he went for a specky like, in his backyard and broke his neck and that's how he died? Fuck. Molly Meldrumed himself. Up there, Mike Brady. Up there, Mike Brady. In there and fight. I'm in the backyard. Showing my age. Now that I've died. Hey, you got there. Yay, nice. you got there in the end. There goes your coffin. You're in there for life. Not that you've got one. Your heart beats in strife. Mate, he, if he had hay fever, he'd be in trouble, wouldn't he? Every September. <laughs> what if he's flu game? Absolute flu game. He gets up for it. He has to. It'd be career over. He'd be stuffed, wouldn't he? <laughs> hey, what if he just got out there, though, and he went, all right, guys, you all know my, my hits. Here's a new one. Nah, we're good, Braids. Don't educate the dance floor, mate. We're good, Michael. We're good. <laughs> just bust out a deep cut, just a Brady B-side. Dead set. Has anyone ever dined out more on one performance? It's right up there, isn't it? It's right oh. up there. God. Bob Geldof, Live Aid, would that be there? Yeah, that'd be right up there too. Oh, I suppose he had I Don't Like Mondays too. Anyway, did, good yeah, luck to Mike. Hope he doesn't get the sniffles. Thanks, Mike. We discussed Kiss we did. last week and our worry about them during daylight hours. I think they're going to be good. They know what they're doing. They're a stadium rock band. Have you got any thoughts on general entertainment at the AFL, mate? Best, worst, any of that? I do like it. I, I think NRL always get it right. The NRL always do really mm. well. 
Yeah, we had Birds of Tokyo one year for the AFL oh boy. Grand Final. And talk about ear aids. I mean, what are we doing? I'd rather actual bird flu from Tokyo. Takashita Street in Tokyo. I would. I'd like that. Look, I love the entertainment, but I think the AFL, they, they overthink it. They overthink it. Yeah. I think Kiss is a mistake. You don't, but that's okay. I think the Killers, my year, was great. Yeah, but that was made potentially by Rewild, I think, wasn't it? That's the iconic thing, him singing it. They were great. Just a great band. Everyone knows their songs. Keep it fucking simple. That's yeah. all you got to do. It's the Kiss principle, mate. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Listeners, right in under the line after Kiss perform, and whichever way the ledger goes... The loser has to paint their face for the next year. My theory is, though, yeah. I think in terms of over-under proper, I, I think entertainment's just properly rated. Like, you got to have something to take the edge off. That's fine. Do it for the kids, whatever. But mm. I, I think the hoopla surrounding who it's going to be and how they're going to go and what they're like, sure, sure. I just reckon it's just absolute malarkey because my theory, and I'm going to question it in this episode with a lot of people, is that, People don't remember. They don't give a rats. It's like, oh, was that the year it was Meatloaf? Like, they remember if it was Rewalt singing no, with the do, Killers. you do, Sonny. You do. If you reckon you team, do? If your team's in the granny, you do. Ah. You know, you might forget it if you lose. Interesting. But I really think it's part of the day. Um, you're definitely not going to know who won the sprint, but you're definitely going to remember who <laughs> the band, because you're at the bar. Drowning your sorrows or drowning your nerves. Do they still do that? They do. Yeah, they still do it. God, that stinks of a hammy. You haven't played for a month. <laughs> Mate, do you want to come to Grand Final Day? Bring your boots, you beauty. Yeah, we just need you to run 80 yards. <laughs> what a stitch up that is. They should have a mascot race. Have something a bit more novelty. Yeah, it's a Hessian sack race or something. All right, Mace. Yeah, let's see if people remember who the entertainment was on their day or if they're just too enamoured with the footy. First grand final, only grand final I've ever been to was last year. And I went for work with a Sydney fan and a Geelong fan. So I wasn't, you know, no skin in the game. Robbie Williams about to come on. And I was like, yeah, righto, whatever. And within about two minutes, I was like, holy shit. He has 100,000 people in the palm of his pink stride adorned hands. He is bloody entertaining. Robbie, mate, what a showman. Nothing but pink. Got his flamboyant side out. That's probably my biggest takeaway from that granny. This bloke can entertain. Yeah, it was actually all right, mate. He was the crowd engaged, I suppose, and that's what you need out of someone that's there to entertain everyone. Pre-game, Robbie Williams in a pink suit with Delta. Absolutely. <laughs> I like Robbie. I don't love him. But after that, I then went and got tickets and I'm going to go see him in, in November. So entertaining. And you go to bed with him in a heartbeat. Like, he's just got so much charisma. 
that's the quote we wanted. All right, perfect. <laughs> I'll just mash that straight into you saying, my beloved got me a ticket three weeks out from the granny. You'd do anything for me. Jeez, I'd love to root Robbie Williams. <laughs> Come on, Australia. Nineteen seventy-eight. This is before the time of halftime entertainment. Yes. Who sang the anthem in seventy-eight? Any memory of any of that? Look, uh, I was probably at the bar buying. In those days, you could buy a full beers, and you could buy like half a dozen at a time. Really? Well, I was going to ask because back in the day, you could take an esky into the G. It was seventy-eight? Could you take your own beer in? Yeah, you could. I did that with the cricket with my father-in-law Bob Axelson. We all carried an esky full Friend of, of the beer. Bob, Bob Eccleston, yeah. yeah. We all had to carry an esky because Bob said we have to carry an esky yeah. full. Well, how else are you going to smuggle a pig in? <laughs> well, they had someone singing the anthem. They did. A bloke by the name of Keith Mitchell, who was a classic Shakespearean actor that apparently butchered it. Well, I was there and I must have stood. Because sure. we were singing, were we singing God Save the Queen then? Or, or, well, let's uh, hope not. You were singing True Ganini. <laughs> Let it burn. You were singing Get the Union Jack off the flag, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> It wasn't Coolio, but in the mid-90s, who was the entertainment? 93s, I, yeah, that's way too back in the, no in the memory. I feel like 95, I would say Mark Seymour. <laughs> Safe bet. But I feel, yeah, let me guess. I Mark feel... Seymour with Holy Grail and Mike Brady with Up There Casale. Yeah. Well, I feel like he must have done six years running or something in the 90s. You missed out on a real weird one. It says here that it was a celebration of Aussie film... So I think this was right in the coattails or the, the dress tales of Priscilla and possibly Muriel's wedding, I'd say, because John Paul Young, mate, bit of JPY, sung Love Is In The Air, which is, is quite anthemic. Air. Yeah. That's such an odd one. Yeah, but I tell you what, one I like to call a between bands at Meredith type banger. You play that yeah. when everyone's in a good mood, get some bubbles blown in the air, cerulean skies, 28 degrees. Ooh, mama. Do you have any recollection as to the halftime entertainment? Or who sang the anthem? No, I don't. Blank on that one. That's probably a good thing, on the quality that they tend to Wheel rock up at the MCG on grand final day. It was John Paul Young singing Lovers in the Air. Bigby Ballroom. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Well, you, That's do you? right. Yeah. Do you really? I do now. Lovers in the Air. Yeah. 
Old favourite sang the national anthem, mate. Right in your wheelhouse. Uh, 95. I was going to say Kate Sobrano, but I feel like <laughs> it was Tina Arena. It was Tina Arena. Yeah. Wow. That's a double <laughs> act that many a 14 year old had thought about. I think she was like that. number one Carlton ticket holder. Is she? I think she was back then. I don't know if she still is. Give a shout out to Tina and find out. Friend of the pod, Tina Arena. I'll give you a clue. Okay. Buxom. Female vocalist. Kate Sobrano. Joel Roach that we just heard from also said Kate Sobrano and then got it on the second go. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, who else is Buxton? Like Joe Beth Taylor or something? No. Maybe I, Maybe this is my teenage memory of said singer and I shouldn't have led with that in 2023, but I thought it might have spurred on some of your seminal memories. Any ideas? No, nah, I'll blank. Tina Arena. See, I wouldn't have said, I wouldn't have described it that way, but I think she might be from like North Sunshine or something like that, Tina Arena. If you had said that, I would have got it. Oh, sorry, mate. That was the third clue. North Sunshine resident. Hey, 1993. Any guesses? I feel like there was something with like she couldn't hear the music and it was all out of time and weird. I don't know. Well, it was a big Indigenous celebration. And it was mezzo soprano. What's that mean? Half a soprano. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> the old mezzo. The old mezzo. The old mezzo soprano. Jeez, I think that, that was the joint that you guys went to down Ligon afterwards. But the <laughs> halftime entertainment was none other than Yothu Yindi. Oh, what? Yeah. That would have been amazing. I can't believe I don't remember that. Apparently they did a mashup on the didge of Gangster's Paradise and the Holy Grail. Make sure you remember the halftime entertainment on Saturday. Wow. Night. It's Kiss. And I've got a distinct feeling one of them's either going to get COVID and pull out or they're going to melt on stage because it's 28 degrees and they're wearing makeup in daylight and they are no spring chooks. Who's to even know if it's still them with all that makeup? That's what I reckon. They're totally going to milly vanilli it. It's just going to be four corpses that they wheel out, play the tunes. Be the best gig going. You could be a cover band of yourself. Do you remember the 2018 pre-game or halftime entertainment? It's a it's a fair combo. 2018. <clears throat> mm. I reckon oh, no. Nah. No one remembers it. No one gives a shit unless it's Meatloaf or it was last year. Yeah, who was it? It was Jimmy Barnes and the Black Eyed Peas. Together at last. <laughs> fair, fair double act. What do you reckon? What do they do? 
ship and steel? Who knows? <laughs> when the war is over. That's it. That's it. Hey, uh, on that, how do you reckon Kiss are going to go tomorrow, mate? Is the makeup going to run? What do you reckon it'll be like during daylight hours? I reckon they're going to be sensational. I think they're kind of perfect. I'm not sure they're going to get to cold gin, which is my personal favourite. <laughs> you want them to do um, some some B sides. You want them to do some deep cuts. Yeah, a bit of bit of cold gin, and I want. I mean, if, if Ace really just kind of steps back and did New York Groove, just yeah, oh, stop it. Stage, That's a banger. Yeah, that would be nice. That is a banger. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Big stadium band. They know what they're doing. They'll be fine. They know what they're doing. It's as good as a, an act as you want, I reckon. Yep. It's going to be no Delta in a pink jumpsuit, but what is? She, may, she may still pop out of a helicopter at some point. Entertainment? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what I remember, we, we'd kicked like two fifteen or something by half time, and you know how you, you can't give the opposition too many chances; they're no. going to come back. So even though we were in front, you sort of knew that Adelaide were coming. So the despondency was starting to hit already. It is half time amongst the North people. We knew we've had our chance. So who was the entertainment? I can tell you that Mark Seymour sang Holy Grail. Oh. Rob Guest sang This Is The Moment. Someone called Jane Scarley and Michael Cormack sang Waltzing Matilda. But the big one, mate, Muhammad Ali made an appearance pre-game. Did he? In 98. Yeah. And we've got him here now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, while Muhammad Ali was there, I was telling the story of... My son Daniel, also known as Cassius Clay. <laughs> I missed the pre-entertainment. <laughs> I'd have wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I don't tussle with a whale. I don't handcuff lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Bad dude. Bad. Fast. 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 Last night I cut the light off in my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. Incredible. Fast. Incredible. And you, George Fullman, all of you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. All of you. I know you got him. I know you got him picked. But the man's in trouble. I'm going to show you how great I am. Do you remember 09 and both games in 10 who the pregame or halftime entertainment was? Oh, good question. No, I don't. No. No, no not at all. 09 was a bit of an aussie -athon. It was, phew, mate. Was it Living End? Nah, but it was Mark Seymour saying Holy Grail, Jimmy Barnes and John Farnham. Old white really? Australian dudes much? 
a real who's who of Australian icons. Isn't it? The oh. halftime in the replay, mm-hmm. I want to say they got someone, was it maybe Lionel Rose or? Lionel Richie. Yeah, Lionel Rose. Lionel Richie, that's right. Just yeah, I want to say on. he was either, I think he might have been for the replay. Yeah, he was. I can't remember who was for the actual game. Well, I like the fact that you thought it was Lionel Rose, the Indigenous boxer. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I know. Just, do, just give us a quick <laughs> 10 rounds, would you, mate? Every time I think Lionel, I'm like Lionel Rose because my old man's a massive boxing fan. He's got all this Lionel Rose memorabilia. So every yeah. time that name comes up, I instantly think Lionel Rose. Well, he had good feet in the ring, and I think he was known for dancing on the ceiling. So I can see why you get him mixed up. <laughs> Few have been as culturally significant to Australia as the legendary Aboriginal boxer Lionel Rose. Two thousand and eight, Granny, who was the entertainment? Hunters and collectors, I believe. Well, Ian Moss played an electric version of Up There Kazali, but no, it wasn't Hunters that year. It was actually Powderfinger. Okay. And they also did a cover of Long Way to the Top. Twenty twelve, who was pregame entertainment slash halftime? No idea. Timmy Rogers and Paul Kelly were pregame, pretty strong. <laughs> Halftime was temper trap. I don't think I've ever watched a halftime show. By the way, if you're signed up to be entertainment at the Granny, pre-game, do it pre-game. You get 100,000 people looking to get some energy out and sing along. Halftime, if your team's down by 10 goals, all of a sudden you despise whoever's singing. Halftime, mate. Halftime for Granny. I've got no interest. Nah. Bloody Stevie Wonder or whoever the fuck they got playing. I, I want to just talk to my mates and just get the ins and outs of where the team's at. True, but Stevie Wonder would be pretty mint. 2013, any idea? You had it earlier. Oh, no. Was that, was that the um, Hunters and Collectors one? That was Hunters and Collectors. And you know what? Yeah. Uh, former girlfriend, friend of the pod, her old man, Doug, friend of the pod, is actually a he's, – he's the drummer for Hunters. And – Talking to him about playing with 100,000 people, I was like, were you nervous? And he goes, yeah, real nervous. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, band's been around for a quarter of a century, more, 40 years. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't nervous because of 100,000 people. He's a mad hawker. So he was just oh. nervous about the game. Mate, that sums up Hawk supporter in the crowd for that day. We just, we didn't care how we won. We just wanted, we just needed. But doesn't that sum up the whole entertainment aspect of like, oh, who cares who's playing? The bloke playing doesn't care. He just wants to win. You know what he would have said if we were up by 10 goals? He would have said, the day of my life. Day of my life. You know what he would have said? He goes, fucking that Mike Brady can perform. Because Mike Brady also <laughs> performed up there Casale at 2013. Let's go to 2014 now. Who was at 2014? Any ideas? No. Nah, no, absolutely no idea. No one knows on the day they were there. I love it. So 2014, yeah, cheers, pretty memorable. Ed Sheeran was there. Yeah, nah. Didn't see a second of it. Nah. No chance. So 14, so we played the slums. Oh, mate. We mate. I was dancing in the aisles at halftime, mate. I was doing cartwheels, like, dancing a loop. I was dancing a loop with anyone who was in earshot of me. Well, you know what you would have been dancing to? Because I think Ed Sheeran was pregame. And you know who was halftime? Sir Tom Jones. And you know who else played that day? No prizes for guessing. 
Mike Brady up there, Kazali. Finally, Good. 2015. Any ideas who the entertainment were? Let's say Temper Trap. No, they were earlier. They actually played in 2012 earlier with Tim Rogers and Paul Kelly. 2015 was Chris Isaac. And Brian Adams sang a Summer of 69, Run to You, and a few others. And hey, put your pens down if you've got the bingo card out there, folks. 2015, you guessed it, Mike Brady performed up there, <laughs> Casale. Yeah, and you know what, mate? He earns every dollar. Every dollar. <laughs> every buck. So the coach's speeches are done. We've had our oranges. That is halftime done and dusted. The makeup has run on the boys from Kiss, and we will be back with the Premiership quarter. Love you, Mike Brady. Stay mint. Bye for now. She's buxom. I wouldn't have gone buxom, no. Oh, now I feel like an idiot. You know, like I'm eastern suburbs racist. Like when I go to the play cricket, I'm like fucking hell. I don't know any of these suburbs. They all look the same to me. Maybe Kate oh. Sobrano and Tina Arena just look the same to me. Oh, in my mind's eye, up. maybe. Because after Kate Sobrano, I was going to go Dolly Parton. That was the only other one I could think of. Yeah, no, Dolly Parton sung the Aussie national anthem, mate. Which, by the way, would be awesome. Yeah, I think your long kick nine or five or something. Mate. <laughs> oh, very good. Like it, he made Buddy Ablett look like a real working girl. The um, <laughs> how do you reckon Kiss will go? It's a bit of a novelty. They're caricatures of themselves these days. My theory is it's not them. I reckon that's why they keep the makeup on. They just wheel out another bloke. Another yeah, four well, or sixty from year olds. Fucking the, from the Shane Warne stand, you wouldn't really be able to tell, would you? They'll probably be looking worse than Warney is now. So we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> All right, I've got to go. All right. Okay. All right. See you later. Thank you, mate. Bye. Bye. Up there, Mike Brady. In that fight. I'm in the backyard. Showing my age. Now that I've died. Hey, you got there. Nice. <laughs> Yay, you got there in the end. There goes your coffin. You're in there for life. <laughs> Not that you've got one, your heart beats in strife.